You're listening to the Holy Bible One Year Challenge with master storyteller Michael Wood, featuring the easy-to-read version and used by permission from Bible Week International. Enjoy the show! Hello, everyone. Welcome to Day 147. We are continuing in the book of 1 Samuel, and Saul is still king over Israel. But his jealousy for David, who is now a young man, has grown. In fact, he wants to kill him. But David has many allies, including Saul's own son, Jonathan. And so truly, David has surrounded himself with allies as he tries to outwit and outsmart the king. There comes a point when Saul makes a promise before God not to kill David. But people question if that is a promise he can actually keep. And we are also continuing in the book of John. And you may have heard the Lord's Prayer, you know, the one that starts with, Our Father, who art in heaven. And many people think that's really one of the only written prayers we have in the Gospels. But you will find in the book of John, chapter 17, we get a very lengthy prayer. You really see Jesus pouring his heart out to the Father. So pay attention carefully to his prayer, because when he's finished, the arrest and execution of Jesus will begin. If you enjoy the show, visit me at patreon.com forward slash storymaster. You'll find the link in the description box below. By contributing as little as $1 per month, you will enable me to continue this ministry, and you'll get cool rewards too. Together, we're going to get through the Bible in one year. Let's get started. First Samuel chapter 19, Jonathan helps David. Saul told his officers and his son Jonathan to kill David. But Jonathan liked David very much, so he warned him. Be careful! Saul is looking for a chance to kill you. In the morning, go into the field and hide. I will go out into that field and stand with my father. I will talk to him about you. And I will tell you what I learned. Jonathan talked to his father, Saul. Jonathan said good things about David. He said, You are the king. David is your servant. David hasn't done anything wrong to you. So don't do anything wrong to him. He has always been good to you. He risked his life when he killed the Philistine. The Lord won a great victory for all Israel. You saw it and you were happy. Why do you want to hurt David? innocent. There's no reason to kill him. Saul listened to Jonathan and made a promise. He said, As surely as the Lord lives, David won't be put to death. So Jonathan called David and told him everything that was said. Then Jonathan brought David to Saul, and David served Saul as before. Once again, there was war with the Philistines, and David went out to fight. He defeated them badly, so they ran away. Later in Saul's house, David was playing the harp. Saul was there with his spear in his hand, and an evil spirit from the Lord came on him. Saul threw his spear at David and tried to pin him to the wall. David jumped out of the way 
and the spear stuck in the wall. That night, David ran away. Saul sent men to watch David's house. They stayed there all night. They were waiting to kill David in the morning. But David's wife, Michal, warned him. She said, You must run away tonight and save your life. If you don't, you will be killed tomorrow. Then Michal let David down out of a window, and he escaped and ran away. Michal took the household god, put clothes on it, and put goat hair on its head. Then she put the statue in the bed. Saul sent messengers to take David prisoner, but Michal said, David is sick. The men went and told Saul, but he sent the messengers back to see David. Saul told these men, Bring David to me. Bring him lying on his bed if he must, even if it kills him. The messengers went to David's house. They went inside to get him, but they saw it was only a statue with goat hair on its head. Saul said to Michal, Why did you trick me like this? You let my enemy escape, and now he's gone. Michal answered Saul, David told me he would kill me if I didn't help him escape. David escaped and ran away to Samuel at Ramah. He told Samuel everything that Saul had done to him. Then David and Samuel went to the camps where the prophets stayed. David stayed there. Saul heard that David was there in the camps near Ramah, so he sent some men to arrest David. But when they came to the camps, there was a group of prophets prophesying. Samuel was standing there leading the group. When the Spirit of God came on Saul's messengers, they began prophesying. When Saul heard about this, he sent other messengers, but they also began prophesying. Then he sent messengers a third time, and they also began prophesying. Finally, Saul himself went to Ramah. Saul came to the big well by the threshing floor at Sechem. He asked, Where are Samuel and David? people answered, In the camps near Ramah. So Saul went out to the camps near Ramah, but on the way the Spirit of God came on him, and he also began prophesying. He prophesied all the way to the camps at Ramah. Saul took off his clothes and prophesied there in the presence of Samuel. He lay naked on the ground all day and all night. That is why people say, Is Saul also one of the prophets? 1 Samuel chapter 20 David ran away from the camps at Ramah and went to Jonathan and asked him, What have I done wrong? What is my crime? Why is your father trying to kill me? Jonathan answered, That can't be true. My father isn't trying to kill you. My father doesn't do anything without first telling me. It doesn't matter how important it is. My father always tells me. Why would my father refuse to tell me that he wants to kill you? No, it's not true. But David answered, Your father knows very well that I am your friend. Your father said to himself, Jonathan must not know about it. If he knows, he will tell David. For as surely as you and the Lord are alive, I am very close to death. Jonathan said to David, I'll do anything you want me to do. Then David said, Look, tomorrow is the new moon celebration. I'm supposed to eat with the king, but let me hide in the field until the evening. If your father asks where I am, tell him, David went to go 
home to Bethlehem. His family is having its own feast for this monthly sacrifice. David asked me to let him go down to Bethlehem and join his family. If your father says fine, then I'm safe. But if your father says fine, if your father becomes angry, we'll know that he wants to hurt me. Jonathan, be kind to me. I'm your servant. You have made an agreement with me before the Lord. If I am guilty, you may kill me yourself, but don't take me to your father. Jonathan answered, No, never! If I learn that my father plans to hurt you, I'll warn you. David said, Who will warn me if your father says bad things to you? Then Jonathan said, Come, let's go out into the field. So Jonathan and David went together into the field. Jonathan said to David, I make this promise before the Lord, the God of Israel, a promise that I will find out how my father feels about you. By this time tomorrow or the next day, I will find out if he feels good about you or not. Then I will send a message to let you know. If my father wants to hurt you, I promise to warn you so that you can get away safely. The Lord punish me if I don't do this. May the Lord be with you as he has been with my father. As long as I live, show me the same kindness the Lord does. And if I die, never stop showing this kindness to my family. Be faithful to us, even when the Lord destroys all your enemies from the earth. So Jonathan made this agreement with David and his family, and he asked the Lord to hold them responsible for keeping it. Jonathan loved David as himself, and because of this love, he asked David to repeat this agreement. Jonathan said to David, Tomorrow is the new moon celebration. Your seat will be empty, so my father will see that you're gone. On the day after tomorrow, go to the same place where you hid when this trouble began. Wait by the stone mound. I will shoot three arrows to the side of the mound, as if I'm shooting at a target. Then I'll send a boy to go and find the arrows. If everything's fine, I will tell him. You went too far. The arrows are closer to me. Come back and get them. I say that, you can come out of hiding. I promise, as surely as the Lord lives, you are safe. There's no danger. But if there is trouble, I will say to the boy, the arrows are further away. Go and get them. If I say that, you must leave. The Lord is sending you away. Remember this agreement between you and me. The Lord is our witness forever. Then David hid in the field. The time for the new moon celebration came, and the king sat down to eat. He sat next to the wall where he usually sat, and Jonathan sat across from him. Abner sat next to Saul. But David's place was empty. That day, Saul said nothing. He thought, Maybe something has happened to David, so that he is not clean. On the next day, the second day of the month, David's place was empty again. Then Saul said to his son Jonathan, Why didn't Jesse's son come to the new moon celebration yesterday or today? Jonathan answered, David asked me to let him go to Bethlehem. He said, oh, Let me go. Our family's having a sacrifice in Bethlehem. 
My brother ordered me to be there. Now, if I'm your friend, please let me go and see my brothers. Uh, that's why David has not come to the king's table. Saul was very angry with Jonathan and said to him, You son of a twisted, rebellious woman, I know that you have chosen to support that son of Jesse. This will bring shame to you and to your mother as long as Jesse's son lives. You will never be king over this land. Now, bring him to me. He must die. Jonathan asked his father, Why should David be killed? What did he do wrong? But Saul threw his spear at Jonathan and tried to kill him. So Jonathan knew this father wanted very much to kill David. Jonathan became angry and left the table. He was so upset and angry with his father that he refused to eat any food on the second day of the festival. He was angry because Saul humiliated him and because Saul wanted to kill David. The next morning, Jonathan went out to the field to meet David as they had agreed. Jonathan brought a little boy with him. He said to the boy, Run! Go and find the arrows I shoot. The boy began to run, and Jonathan shot the arrows over his head. The boy ran to the place where the arrows fell, but Jonathan called. The arrows are farther away! Then he shouted, Hurry! Go and get them! Don't just stand there! The boy picked up the arrows and brought them back to his master. The boy knew nothing about what went on. Only Jonathan and David knew. Jonathan gave his bow and arrows to the boy and told him to go back to town. When the boy left, David came out from his hiding place on the other side of the hill. David gave a formal greeting by bowing to the ground three times to show his respect for Jonathan. But then David and Jonathan kissed each other and cried together. It was a very sad goodbye, especially for David. Then Jonathan said to David, Go in peace. We have taken an oath in the Lord's name to be friends forever. We have asked the Lord to be a witness between us and our descendants forever. John 17, verses 6 through 26. Jesus is praying. You gave me some followers from the people of this world, and I have shown them what you are like. They already belong to you, but then you gave them to me, and they have obeyed your teaching. Now they know that everything I have came from you. I told them the words you gave me, and they accepted them. They knew that I came from you, and they believe you sent me. I pray for them now. I am not praying for the people in the world, for I am praying for these followers you gave me, because they are yours. All I have is yours, and all you have is mine, and my glory is seen in them. Now I am coming to you. I will not stay in the world. But these followers of mine are still in the world. Holy Father, keep them safe by the power of your name, the name you gave me. Then they will be one 
just as you and I are. While I was with them, I kept them safe by the power of the name you gave me. I protected them, and only one of them was lost, the one who was sure to be lost. This was to show the truth of what the scripture said would happen. I am coming to you now, but I pray these things while I am still in the world. I say all this so that these followers can have the true happiness that I have. I want them to be completely happy. I have given them your teaching, and the world has hated them because they don't belong to the world, just as I don't belong to the world. I'm not asking you to take them out of the world, but I am asking that you keep them safe from the evil one. They don't belong to the world, just as I don't belong to the world. Make them ready for your service through your truth. Your teaching is truth. I have sent them into the world, just as you sent me into the world. I am making myself completely ready to serve you. I do this for them, so that they also might be fully qualified for your service. I pray not only for these followers, but also for those who will believe in me because of their teaching. Father, I pray that all who believe in me will be as one. May they be united, just as you are one with me, and I am one with you. I pray that they will be one with us. Then the world will believe that you sent me. I have given them the glory that you gave me. I gave them this glory so that they will be united just as you and I are united as one. I will be one with them and you will be one with me. So they will be completely united. Then the world will know that you sent me and that you loved them just as you loved me. Father, I want these people you have given me to be with me where I will be. I want them to see my glory, the glory you gave me, because you loved me before the world was made. Father, you are the one who does what is right. The world does not know you, but I know you. And these followers of mine know that you sent me. I showed them what you are like, and I will show them again. Then, the same love you have for me will be at work in them, and I will live in them. Psalms chapter 68, verses 7 through 14. God, you led your people out of Egypt. You marched across the desert. Salah. The ground shook and rain poured from the sky when God, the God of Israel, came to Sinai. God, you sent the rain to make a tired old land strong again. Your people settled there, and you provided good things for the poor. The Lord gave the command, and many people went to tell the good news. The powerful kings and their armies ran away at home. The women divide the things brought from the battle. Those who stayed at home will share in the wealth. Doves with wings covered in silver and feathers sparkling with gold. God all-powerful scattered the kings like snow falling on Mount Zaman. Thank you, everyone. That was day 147. 
Join us for day 148. We're continuing in the book of 1 Samuel. David goes to see Ahimelech the priest, and then he eventually runs away from Saul, and he goes to King Achish of Gath. But he's afraid of King Achish, so he pretends to be crazy. And in the book of John, after praying for his followers, Jesus is arrested and is then questioned by the Jewish leaders and the high priest. We hope you enjoyed today's verses. Be sure to leave us a positive review and to share this podcast with your friends and family. Please join us for the next episode as we experience the Bible in one year. Did you know we offer online courses in creative writing, literature, and web design? Visit us at storymaster.online to learn more.